there's this misconception that in Web3 and in crypto, you have to be an engineer, you have to be technical. And that's just not true. Like we're building a new internet, we're building a new financial system, and we need all of the voices around the table. And so that means we need designers, we need help with the user experience. Hi, everyone. This is Growing Web3, a podcast that uncovers the growth stories behind the most successful crypto, DeFi, DAO, NFT, metaverse, and play-to-earn ecosystems. I'm your host, James RT, and each week I'll be sitting down with founders and experts on Web3 to pick their brains and learn about their growth stories. We'll discuss strategies and tactics to understand how they've grown Web3's billion-dollar protocols and communities. So whether you're in the midst of your own growth story or just getting started, this show is for you. Subscribe and join us each week as we discuss Growing Web3. Growing Web3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more. Hey everyone, welcome to Growing Web3. Today I'm here with Tegan Klein, co-founder and business leader at Node, which is the initial team behind the graph, a key infrastructure layer for Web3 applications. Tegan is an incredible business growth and partnerships lead and spent the last four years driving forward Web3 ecosystems and billion dollar protocols. So before I let Tegan introduce herself, I'm going to tell a quick anecdote about um, a time I met Tegan back in 2019 when things were pretty quiet, like NFTs weren't really a thing. DeFi was kind of bubbling away, but there wasn't like the crazy activity we see now. I think Ethereum was probably, yeah, around maybe like 300 bucks. And yeah, there hadn't been this crazy growth. And I remember talking to Tegan, she was like, how are things going? I'm like, yeah, it's good. Like things are fairly quiet, you know, we've got stuff happening, but nothing crazy. Then I remember looking over and like seeing her calendar, which basically had 20 meetings a day, every day, even on Saturday. I was like, okay. Tegan hustles like crazy. This is awesome. So um, yeah, that's my intro for you. Please introduce yourself. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned about Bitcoin back in 2011 and I kind of put it on a back shelf, went a traditional Wall Street path, was in investment banking at Bank of America, sales and trading at Barclays, kind of overseeing like IPOs and M&As, which was really great experience, but I was not passionate about finance at all. And it was when I learned about Ethereum in 2016 that the light bulb really went off for me. I didn't know that it would end up being called Web3 at that time. But what I saw was a new internet being born and a new financial system kind of blooming where we can remove some of the unnecessary friction points. And you know, at that time, there, there were people kind of talking about Web3. It was like Yaniv Tall from The Graph, Juan Benet from IPFS, Vitalik, of course, from Ethereum, Gavin Wood at that time from Ethereum, Multicoin, but not many others. And I joined The Graph about two years ago. And I remember when I first joined, everyone was telling us, like, don't talk about Web3. Don't talk. It's a dirty word. People think it's expensive because it's like middleware infrastructure. Just like, don't mention it. And Yaniv and I had a long conversation and we actually made the decision that we would not only continue mentioning Web3, but we were going to double down on it. And I remember the first supporter call two years ago where we kind of relayed that message. And it's crazy to see now, like within the last six months, how much has changed and how Web3 is at the forefront of this space and how almost everyone is is talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Blockchain wasn't great. 
crypto wasn't great as like a branding term. I think there are a lot of yeah, negative connotations. So Web3 really has been like the perfect way to like for this bull market to explode with all the amazing things. It's like a perfect umbrella term for everything that's happening. The graph, I've obviously followed them for a long time. And I've seen all the awesome things that you and even the rest of the team have been doing. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your role has been and how you've kind of helped to drive the growth and partnerships and all the things you've worked on. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started in the space six years ago, I actually started in investor relations and business development. And so that's really where I focused, but it was always in kind of bringing a really great tribe around you. So with investor relations, you really want to be particular about those that you bring in to your your company because it really is building that tribe. And those are the people that will support you, you know, for many years to come. But with business development as well. So with business development, you're bringing in new projects and, and protocols into the ecosystem and really helping to explode growth that way. There's that saying that like, if you say you got to success by yourself, you're either a genius or a liar. And I think that this really kind of encapsulates the importance of business development and partnerships within the ecosystem. And it's really how you can kind of explode growth and make what you're doing relevant to an entire new group of people beyond just your own community and users. Since you've been working at The Graph, you focused on partnering with, I think it's like pretty much every Web3 project. Yeah, could you explain a little bit about how how the graph acts as like this really important layer and then also how it, it partners or people can build on it trustlessly, how, how that kind of works? Yeah, absolutely. So the graph is organizing all of the data within the space. The graph supports 27 different networks. So layer ones like Near, Avalanche, Ethereum, Celo, layer twos like Arbitrum Optimism, also, storage layers like IPFS, we're working on our web support as well. The graph really supports all of these different infrastructure layers, but then all of the use cases build with the graph's organized data. They use subgraphs, which are open APIs, so just open data so anyone can leverage that data. So like Uniswap, Synthetics, Aave, Gnosis, Numerai, projects across NFTs, DeFi, DAOs, the metaverse as well, like Decentraland leverages subgraphs. So it's really exciting to see this explosion of innovation that has come now that we have this data layer solved for in Web3. But there are many other pieces of the stack that are currently being solidified. And I think once we have all of those layers solidified in a decentralized way in Web3, that's when Web3 will be truly ready for mass adoption. That's when we'll see brand new use cases beyond what we can even like fathom today within the space. And so that's what I'm really excited about kind of looking forward. Yeah, absolutely. For me, the graph has always been one of the most interesting projects because, yeah, when we talk about like growing Web3 and growing this ecosystem... It has to be decentralized, right? Like there's no point having so many parts that are just centralized. And yeah, this data layer is the most, one of the most important parts to be decentralized. So yeah, it's so cool to see how powerful the network has become and how much growth there still is. It's exciting just because like it's peer to peer and it's like this public good that everyone can use and leverage and benefit from. And I'm excited to see kind of more of these protocols emerge with the similar values of like Bitcoin and Ethereum being like open source, decentralized, permissionless, trustless. I always have this conversation with people about estimating how many people are actually in the space, how many users there are. So maybe it's like between 50 to 100 million people. Maybe it's around like 20 to 50 that are like using you know, different blockchain projects, not just holding Bitcoin. 
where do you see like things going this year? Do you think it's going to kind of grow steadily or do you think there's going to continue to be this like explosion of growth with web free products? Yeah. So I think that it'll continue growing. It's been exciting to see like the adoption around DeFi. You had like this mini bubble in DeFi, then that bubble kind of tapered out. The infrastructure continued being built. And then you saw this like massive run up similar with NFTs. Like you saw this little like bubble emerge. People were excited. Then it tapered out a little bit and then it reemerged like 10 times bigger. And I think NFTs have really kind of gone mainstream and gotten a lot of mainstream attention. One of the pieces, though, to like this explosion of growth before like the stack is properly ready is that you have a lot of these founders within the NFT space, those marketplaces had to kind of cut corners and even founders that share similar values to like Bitcoin and Ethereum because they had to keep up with that explosion in growth. And in my view, like all of these like centralized pieces that exist on blockchains are temporary solutions. They're kind of short-term solutions until that decentralized infrastructure can come to fruition. And what's exciting about building in Web3 is that what we're working on is like brand new. It's like solving brand new things with really cool people. But that takes time, right? Like building in a decentralized way is a lot more difficult than building centralized. And so I'm excited to see like in the next several months, a lot of that infrastructure for NFTs to be decentralized, to become more open. And I think that once that happens, we'll see like another explosion in growth and excitement. And then also with like the metaverse and, and social media and having the infrastructure be ready for like to take on those kind of use cases. Yeah, so many people have cut corners. And like you said, it makes sense. It made business sense. And it, in a way, it's helped bring a lot more people into the ecosystem. And it's like opened their eyes to like what's possible. Right now, we're in this position where everyone's still trying to decentralize, right? Like a lot of projects haven't launched tokens. They haven't launched DAOs. They're still at this early stage. They're kind of waiting to see what happens before they like exit to the community. So yeah, I think we're at a really exciting point, especially for new people coming in. It's like, we're still so early, like kind of cheesy to say that, but it is really true. Like so much is yet to be built. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like Web3 is this mission and we're, we're currently building it. And I think like there is no greater opportunity than what we're seeing right now with Web3. Like this is like being at the beginning of Wall Street. This is like being at the beginning of the tech boom. Like this is where the opportunity is. And I think like this it will be like the largest shift that we see in our lifetime, both from like wealth transfer, but also to like technology transforming and like revolutionizing the world. So yes, I'm, I'm very excited about the space and it is extremely, extremely early still. It's great. It's great to be here at this point in time. So what do you think are the key kind of challenges for like growing, onboarding the next set or the next wave of users to the space and to all these applications? Yeah, to be honest, I think it's really just time. Like a lot of those protocol layers and those pieces of the stack are either ready to go, but they're not integrated with the other pieces of the stack, or they're about to launch kind of like what you mentioned. And so I think right now, like what we need is just those founders to buckle down and those teams to just buckle down and build and get it ready for mass adoption. And I think we'll be there in about like six to 12 months, like that stack will be solidified and it'll be ready for mass adoption. And and what's been exciting to see is just, there are pieces, like you said, that are centralized still. And you've seen 
the co-founder of Signal, Moxie, like call that out. And I think developers will continue to call out those centralized infrastructure pieces. And we as founders will keep each other like intellectually honest about like what needs further decentralization. And I'm excited about that. And I think there's just like so much left to like decentralize in the space. People did really well. Like builders did really well, I think, through the bear market, through like early 2018 to like 2000, mid 2020. People just built right? Like so many teams just really focused and it was difficult to build Solidity or to get to launch these applications. But yeah, there was a lot of focus. And then when it came to time to grow and time to onboard users, like that happened and, you know, a significant amount of capital has flowed into the space, has flowed into DeFi. NFTs have like hit the mainstream with celebrities using them as their PFPs and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's still like not perfect the user experience by any means we still have such a long way to go so yeah i think yeah onboarding this next like wave is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it happens but i'm really hoping that it won't be through like these centralized front ends but it will be more you know them coming into the space looking to actually use decentralized applications are there any dApps that you think are going to continue to bring people through, like continue to kind of drive adoption? Yeah, I'm really excited about Audius. I think like Audius user base is really kind of like the Spotify user base. So really bringing like music to the blockchain space. I'm excited about live peer as well. So like live streaming, like bringing DJs. Decentraland is getting a lot of attention, like buying land in the metaverse. ENS, like buying your like ETH name, your like kind of like domain names. That's been really exciting for the space and like bringing more people mainstream. But I think that there's a lot of like applications that will spin up like decentralized like social media. I'm really excited about and just like no longer making the users the product on a lot of these platforms I'm excited about and just like protocols spinning up so that there's not a lot of redundancy in the tech stack. Like if you look at Google's tech stack, it's like built and it's like on its own. And then you look at Facebook tech stack and it's like copying all of that, but built on its own. With Web3, you have like the protocols of the tech stack. Everyone can leverage those protocols. And then like if they're centralized companies, they just have like that UX or that UI. And if those companies go away, that's fine. Like the protocols are redundant across the other like teams and projects building in the space. So I think it's just going to like reduce a lot of the effort and time and really like lower the barrier to entry when it comes to building in Web3. I feel like as well, a lot of projects have launched like the protocol with their own front end. And we're at this point in time where we haven't really explored how the protocol layer looks with all these different front ends. I know Uniswap, they are very decentralized or on the spectrum of decentralization. They're much more towards, or they are at the most decentralized end. And yet they're very explicit about how you don't need to use the UI. The protocol is there. You can integrate it anywhere. And that's, that's kind of the magic of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this goes way beyond DeFi and into, yeah, more user facing applications like Audius, I think is a really, a really interesting one because the like target market is huge. I don't know how many users Spotify has, but it's, you know, everyone almost. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they kind of attack that. So you've like landed loads and loads of amazing partnerships and you're like a real connector in the space. So do you have any kind of advice for people who are 
working on, you know, building relationships in the space, starting to kind of not necessarily sell, but build up partnerships. I mean, how, how they should go about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think help people as often as you can. When I first got into the space, one of the things that I did is I would listen to podcasts or I would listen to events online. They're oftentimes recorded and I would kind of write down what people said and I would then reach out to those people on what they said. I would also attend events and go up to them after they got done speaking and get their card or set up a meeting after. And I think that that was just a a big hack into the space and kind of talking to some of the biggest names and, and voices within the space. So I recommend doing that. And just don't be afraid. You know, part of being successful is reaching out to people that you want to be like and asking them, you know, how they do it, what they do, asking for informational interviews. And I think a lot of the people in the space are really eager and willing to help. And then also just like, there's this misconception that in Web3 and in crypto, you have to be an engineer, you have to be technical. And that's just not true. Like we're building a new internet, we're building a new financial system, and we need all of the voices around the table. And so that means we need designers, we need help with the user experience, like the UX, the UI, we need people to do business development and partnerships, people to help translate what the technology does. Like it doesn't get very far if there's no one to explain how to integrate it or how to create a partnership with it. So I would say like, don't, don't be intimidated and don't feel like you're lesser because you're not an engineer or developer. I just recommend kind of understanding the tech enough that you can translate it in, in an intelligent and digestible way. But don't be intimidated by that level of, I guess, like technical depth that exists within the space. And then just work hard and, and hustle. Like you can get into the space by literally having Wi-Fi and a computer. Like that's all you need. Like you can be anywhere in the world. And people that are working on the ground, like they're from over 99 different countries, people from Venezuela, and a lot of the community members that were just like volunteer-based and excited about the graph now have like either like full-time roles or part-time roles working within the graph ecosystem. So just like get involved, get involved in the community. Many people have like advocate programs, ambassador programs. You can join those to really kind of start interacting in the space. There are so many open roles in this space. Like there's so much money. There's not enough talent. So like we need your skill set. And don't be intimidated by like not having experience because it is a brand new industry. I mean, I've been in this space like five years and I'm still learning stuff every day. It's just the nature. Things change so much. So um when people come into the space, if they focus on learning, I think they can get up to speed pretty fast just by following good people on Twitter, joining interesting Discord servers, and yeah, connecting with interesting communities. I think, yeah, the graph is a really interesting place to start for people who are interested in more technical protocols. But also, yeah, it kind of gives you a real good insight across how things work, right? And how the decentralized stack is is becoming a reality. Yeah, absolutely. I I just know like one of our missions is to kind of help solve the world's most pressing problems. And so if you're interested in kind of like creating a new internet that works for everyone, like we are hiring, we've hired people from Google, AWS, Airbnb. So the exodus from Web2 is on, but we have a ton of open roles. So any hustlers, feel free to apply. Yeah, the exodus really, really is on. Like it's almost every day now that we're seeing someone go from, yeah, the big Big tech moving into Web3. Yeah, that's super exciting. But as you said, people don't have to be from big tech. They can be from anywhere. I think a magical thing about the space is that they can be completely anonymous. If they consistently add value, then projects will happily give them roles. I think that's, yeah, something that's super exciting.
super exciting. Yeah, it's like opportunity for anyone who's been left out of like the financial system, anyone who's like struggling. If you are like maxed out on your credit card, it's like this is a new path forward. And we're kind of creating a new financial system so that that kind of stuff doesn't happen to people. So everyone's welcome. And we need all of you to kind of participate in, in the ecosystem. Do you have any favorite communities that you like, like to be a part of or hang out in or discords or anything like that? I'm so like consumed by the graph at the moment. I mean, the graph is one of the most vibrant communities in the space. Also Ethereum, like I just kind of get along well with the, the Ethereum ecosystem. I kind of have this theory that, so when I learned about Bitcoin in 2011, it didn't click for me. And the reason it didn't click was because like, I wasn't like deep in with this like monetary theory understanding. And I've learned through my six years in crypto that there are generally two types of people. There's the monetary theorists. So those are like the deep Bitcoiners. They only see like generally, they only see like the monetary side of things, but they dismiss the tech side. And then you have like the tech theorists, which are generally like the computer science degrees, like the technologists, they see Web3, but they kind of dismiss the monetary side. And then of course you have people that are the hybrid of both. I am definitely like the hybrid of both of those now, but it was what what clicked was the tech, right? And learning about Ethereum. Yeah, I guess if you're more on the monetary side, you might like the Bitcoin community and ecosystem more. If you're more on like the Web3 and the tech side, you'll probably gravitate more to like an Ethereum, the graph, Arweave as well. I really like that comparison. A few years back, it was pretty much like Ethereum was the competitor to Bitcoin, but now we're very clearly moving in this like multi into this multi-chain reality, which is super exciting. I think there are just so many awesome communities like popping up everywhere, new projects. It's just important for people to just get stuck in, not be afraid of thousands of Discord notifications. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what do you think Web3 projects can improve when it comes to like thinking about growth and like planning for the future? building partnerships to kind of drive growth? One, like the user experience is crucial. And so like the infrastructure that's being created, like the graph, Arweave, Ethereum, like those pieces help those dApps have better user experience. I think that that is one of the biggest pieces that we need to solve for. And like even buying an ENS name, like you have to get money into like a centralized exchange like Coinbase. Then you have to send that ETH to a MetaMask and then you have to use that ETH to buy your ENS name. And then you have to do all this stuff in the background to make sure like when ETH is sent there, it goes to your address. And like that's like a 10-step process or more. And so we need to reduce that process and make it a lot easier for individuals to kind of get involved. That being said, like where this challenge is, and like even being like a liquidity provider on Uniswap where you can earn kind of passively or being a delegator in the graph network to help secure it and earn GRT passively. Like that's where the alpha kind of is at the moment because it's difficult to do. Like it's not super seamless, but we should be getting those steps down from like 10 to five to like two steps or so. And then I think just like understanding the Web3 space and Web3 native projects, like you have a decision if you're going into like business development or even marketing, are you going to focus on like Web3 native projects that have the similar values to you? Or do you want to kind of bring be this bridge from the traditional world to the space? 
I am very much on the decentralization maximalist side where like I am focused on helping founders with the same values or similar values as me. But we need the bridges, right? We need like the Coinbase's of the world, the open seas of the world, because they're the bridge into Web3. I do think like being more on the decentralized maximalist side, that's like the longer term view. And I have always kind of been very like long term focused in everything that I do. So that's kind of where I found myself. I'm very convinced that we will see everything move over to Web3, like to be on this stack because it makes more sense. I'm finding it really interesting right now watching like brands kind of like test, like test little things, like some that brands are launching NFTs. I think Gucci launched a Discord server recently and it was quite fun. It was like, okay, they're testing the waters. So yeah, more people who can like, you know, come from like these big tech backgrounds and then bring all their, you know, clients and all their connections into the space. It's going to be really, really exciting to watch happen. Yeah, absolutely. I do have a little bit of a fear though, that like the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world will, and like the YouTubes and the TikToks and the Instagrams, like as they get into NFTs and, and Web3, like trying to kind of control the Web3 space and not let go of the power and like the walled gardens that they have around data, which is generally how they monetize. So it will definitely be be interesting to see how it all shakes out. If that happens, like those exciting use cases just won't come to fruition. And so that's kind of why I'm bullish on Web3 being like truly decentralized in this brand new platform for decentralized applications to live, because that's where you're going to see like these really exciting brand new use cases. It's going to be a very, very exciting few years ahead. Thank you so much, Tegan. If people want to get in contact with you or follow what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I'm the Klein Venture on almost every platform. I recently got onto TikTok just to kind of help educate and be some signal in the noise there. So if you're new to Web3, feel free to follow me there and you can ask any questions and I'll, I'm happy to make content for you too. Thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom. Yeah, it's really great to chat. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Growing Web 3. You can see the show notes and all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hypepartners forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening again. And be sure to hit subscribe to listen to new episodes first. Growing Web3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more.